TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates Father's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Washington, D.C. Acknowledge me. Chris Russell on the Team 980. I'm not trying to be a jerk. All right, it is a Wednesday in the nation's capital, and you know what time it is. That's right, boys and girls. <laughs> Children of all ages, the youngest in charge, is with us on this sun splash, very cold, icy Wednesday. Like yeah, in the nation's capital and beyond January 17th already. My goodness, where is this month going? Where is this year going already? Yeah, my lord. 2024, good to have you with us on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, along with Maddie Ice on the other side of the glass. And there's plenty of ice out there on the sidewalks. So please do be careful. Please do. Yeah, hold not on. Drive B- like a before maniac. we start, can yeah, I can I give Windbag Wednesday? Yeah. Windbag <laughs> Wednesday. I need to give a message to the D.C. government. Uh-huh. There's no reason I should have to cross over to the other side of the street on my walk in from the Navy Yard Metro mm-hmm. because there's ice littered across the concrete. What the hell are we doing? Now, I don't want to do what this What are we doing? No, no, Matt. Linnell. Be quiet for I don't a second, do Matthew. You, but Matt, you had Matt. to cross the street no. anyways to get into the office. If Mario Bowser and company have enough money for Josh Harris's new Taj Mahal, they could have enough money to clear the damn sidewalks. How the about that? The other side of the street was clear. Yeah, it and, was. Why uh, wasn't both that's sides where the, clear? That's Why where the weren't office is. both sides clear, Matt? That's the issue. Half-ass Muriel Bowser. He's off and running, boys and girls. No, I'm serious. He's off and running. And it's not just Muriel Bowser. It's, it's everybody. I mean, we'll, 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 we'll get to them later, I was guess. There, was it just that there was ice or I that there was slipped. no, like, rock salt or anything? It was ice. Literally ice. But I was, was there slipping. any salt or anything? No, it didn't look treated at all. Yeah, that's the, that's the problem. You think I wanted to come because, in here and yell but, about nothing? But here, here's the thing. A lot of municipalities and a lot of driveways and whatever, they don't want to use the rock salt or whatever because it, it uh, eats away at the pavement and all that. So that means that they have to then replace forbid, that and, you know, and, yeah. and spend more resources and money on that. Now, you could use sand, I guess, or dirt or whatever. It's just harder to find, transport, put all that stuff yeah, all around. Gar- I they won't have, guarantee they won't have an issue uh, salting the, the stairway to lead up to the new RFK when we're hosting a playoff <laughs> game in January. I guarantee they won't be issued salting well, that. You As an help. animal lover, a lot of those stuff also have real bad chemicals for dogs. Oh, that's so true. That's, that's fair And point. there's a lot of dogs that's in the area. Point. Yeah, and that's, speaking of the dogs around here, they, they can kiss my behind, too. What's up with their owners what, not what, picking up their crap? Well, that, but that's on the owners. That's not that's on dogs. Yeah, every, Don't be mean every, to dogs. Everyone's got a piece for me today. Don't mean dogs. Dogs are sweet, Football for the dog. most part, except Let's... for the ones that bite you. 
I'm ready to talk ball. All right, let's do it. Um, so you and I, I mean, obviously I was here with Doc yesterday. We had <laughs> the Adam Peters press conference live. Um, Lucky and, for you guys, huh? You know, now 24 hours, I guess less than 24 hours uh, in Rewind. I mean, I did some of this yesterday. I talked about what stood out to me. Uh, but this is how we wanted to start the show uh, on this Wednesday. The most important, the number one thing that caught your attention that caught your interest, that made you happy, that fired you up. Before we get to things yeah. that concern you uh, and what didn't happen. And, and can I ask you a question, yeah. by the way? And Matt Matt Essig, as we were walking off the subway together, said, what are you going to yell at the rooster about today? And I said, oh, nothing. But the, if there's anything that concerns you about well, yesterday's you already, press conference. You already yelled at me for smelling up the hallway when we walked in, which had nothing to do with me. No. You, I mean, you have revisionist history. You accused me. I have Bonchon in studio, sneaking up the studio. You you said that that's what well, was going to happen. I was just saying that's going to happen, no. and then and then you said the hallway smell. It did. The hallway and then did you smell. Blamed, you turned around and blamed me, like I was dropping bombs. Well, I, I saw your lunch was halfway open in your briefcase, so I thought well, well maybe it was. Yeah. It was <laughs> I was in a rush this morning no, on I, this time thing. I don't know if you're if you're doing this just to be a responsible radio host mm-hmm. or if you actually have any concerns. Because mm-hmm. if you're concerned about anything. I don't understand how you could be. First of all, their PR team, Mm -hmm. very calculated in how long they let him go and who they let ask questions first. It lasted somewhere north of 19 minutes. Sure. I don't even think we got to 25 minutes. No, they were they were they were on but, No hard-hitting questions by the way. Well, and, and well, time didn't allow right, for we're, it. We're we're going to we're going to get to all that. Yeah. Okay. But but here's the thing, um we wanted to play this little piece of audio to start yeah. the show. Uh, just for those of you that haven't heard this specific, you know, bite, because I, I think, like, look, too much is made out of press conferences. Yes. Too much is made out of words. I'm more about action than words. I understand we all need something to talk about. I all I, I understand everybody needs something to scrutinize and say, well, he said this. Well, what did he mean by that? I understand all that. But I am much more, especially after four years of Ron Rivera, I am much more about your actions being much more important than your words. Adam Peters' actions and how he leads this football organization is going to be a thousand times more important than anything he said Certainly. yesterday. But let, let's start with that as a opening salvo that nothing he said yesterday really means a whole lot. It's just a glimpse into how he thinks and how he operates. But it doesn't mean like when he said they're going to build through the draft and supplement with free agency. Yes, of course, Sherlock, they're going to build within the draft. That's what every team does or tries to do. That's what every organization should try and do in whatever sport. But it doesn't mean that they're not going to be involved in free agency. It doesn't mean that they're not going to spend money. It doesn't mean that they're not going to aggressively try and upgrade their roster. Just to give you a little example. But people are going to take that just like they did when Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew a year ago, after the season ended, said, well, we'd like to run twice more than... And then they did just the opposite of that. (laughs) They threw two times more than they actually ran the ball because they hired a guy who likes to throw the ball and who was trying to show off and do uh, everything that he was trying to do. But I want to I want to get this audio out. Just again, for not everybody pays attention. Not everybody hears everything. Not everybody you know kind of scrutinizes this stuff. And I don't. I wouldn't even call it a scrutinize. It it is a. Hey, if this is how Adam Peters operates, if this is how Adam Peters thinks, 
this organization, we we all think it's on the right track, or it's it's about to be on the right track, but maybe it's even closer to getting back to its home base, its station, if you will, yeah. uh, than <clears throat> previously thought. So why don't you listen to this, and then we'll react. We're looking for the best leader for this team, for the Washington Commanders, and so uh, we, we have set criteria that we're going to have it be aligned in that vision and it's not going to be in a box it's not going to be offense it's not going to be defense it's going to be the best leader for this organization i think um i think in any head coach and any leader it's just leadership leadership great communication being able to be honest direct and upfront have all those qualities and they're all intertwined but those are the, those are the main qualities you have to be very smart you have to be very driven there's so many different qualities that, that make up a great head coach and a great leader, but really it's just about being a great person, a great human being that people will follow. Listen to what Adam Peters said in that soundbite, okay? He's not talking about the best play caller. Right. He's not talking about the best play designer. He's not talking about boy wonder or boy geniuses or whatever. <laughs> what he's talking about is a leader of men. What he's talking about is a vision that is shared between Adam Peters and whoever else is Adam Peters' staff, and that could change soon. It could change after the draft. What else? We don't know. And how they go about conducting their daily business, right? Leadership. Sometimes that's overrated. It doesn't guarantee wins. It doesn't guarantee losses if you don't have a great leader or a great visionary. But we all know that we as human beings sometimes need a kick in the ass yeah. and sometimes mm -hmm. we need a pat on the back, right? And that, I think, is what Adam Peters is getting at. It is not about the best damn play caller. It is not about the guy who puts up the best rankings on NFL Jesus. It is not about somebody who looks great on a senior bowl video that everybody starts passing around and getting a little uh, a little rise in their pants about <laughs> because of the way he talks to a quarterback. It is about leadership. Yep. It is about a vision. It is about trying to find a way to get a little bit more out of everyone so that they're all swimming upstream in the right direction, in the same direction. And the message and the vision and the plan and the execution is all going in one direction instead of being splintered all over the place. That's what Adam Peters was talking about. That got me excited. Yeah, I think, and I kind of, maybe this is disagreeing, maybe this is pushing back. For you to say that leadership is sometimes maybe overrated, that's what losers say. Not saying that you're a loser, but anyone out there who feels like leadership is overrated is probably a loser. And here's why. To me, leadership is the most important quality in the head coach. Because whatever the head coach lacks in his X's and O's knowledge, that's why he's got coordinators. That's why they've got, you know, interns. It's why they've got pass game coordinators and things of that nature. Leadership, to me, is most important because that leadership, in combination with the head coach, GM, and owner all being aligned in their vision, that's how you shape and mold the type of players that you want to bring into your organization. And I think if you don't have a standard, if you don't have a way, which to me all stems from good leadership, 
then you're going to be bringing in bad apples constantly. And the one thing that is second most important to me about the next head coach that they may have alluded to, you got to get the most out of the talent that we have here in the building. Mm -hmm. It is Adam Peters' job to bring in the best talent, but we all know how the draft works. It is a crapshoot. If I draft a player that's bad, I need you to coach him up and get the most out of him. Not because if it is boy genius Ben Johnson, he's not going to walk into a top five offensive line like he has with the Lions. He's not going to walk in to a Pro Bowl tight end as a rookie. Like he had in Detroit. He's not going to walk in. How about with Jared Goff? Come on. He's not going to walk in with Jared Goff. He's not going to walk in with arguably the best running back tandem right. in football. And, I'm and on Ross St. Brown. Come on, man. So yeah. that's why, to me, Ben Johnson has always been cute and cool. But I don't know if I'm all in. Well, we're, we're going to get, obviously, into that yeah. in and of itself. But you're saying leadership is the most. When I say it's a little bit overrated, yeah. what I'm saying is just because you have great leaders or leaders of men – Mike Tomlin is arguably the greatest leader in in head coaches, whatever. We all know that Mike Tomlin gets the most out of probably what he has, and no bigger example than when he's dealing with Mason the Rudolph Red-Nosed Reindeer Mm -hmm. and and, and no T.J. Watt, and there in the fourth quarter and in Buffalo, got to 10 wins, so on and so on. Everything that the Steelers went through, right, which is – why you need great leaders, because yes. Mike Tomlin is that. But great leaders don't always and don't usually eclipse, like, they don't have a great quarterback, so they are limited. There's only so far they can go you- in that realm. And they certainly didn't have a great offensive coordinator, so they <clears throat> fired the one that they had begrudgingly, by yeah. the way. And... They did change some things around, and they did run the ball a little bit more, and they did have more success down the stretch, even with a third-string quarterback. But my point being Mm -hmm. is you can have the greatest leader. You can have the greatest visionary. You can have the greatest whatever – you know, you can have the greatest X's and O's guy, the the greatest genius – it doesn't guarantee success. It doesn't automatically mean success. And, again, you can have it – and still lose yes. because you might not have ever the other things that you need. And that's point the of, problem. Point of case to me is Raheem Morris with the Rams. Everyone's giving him crap saying mm-hmm. they don't want him to come here anymore because Ben Johnson well, and the offense dumb. Let's dice start their that. defense up. The whole reason we're even giving Raheem Morris this type of praise, in my opinion at least, is he's doing what we've been alluding to, getting the most out of the talent. Yeah. They are bare. The cupboard is bare yep. in L.A. defensively. Very young. And he has gotten them to a point where they're competitive. They're one of the better defenses in the league. So, to me, all that stuff matters. Getting the most out of your talent, to me, is the most important thing. Because you're not going to hit on all your draft picks. Right, but that might be more important than leadership, per se. And leadership can come in different ways, right? It can come from Adam Peters. It can come from the head coach and the coaching staff. And more importantly, I think it's got to come from inside the locker room, right? You need somebody inside the locker room. And you say this about Jonathan Allen. Now, you're harder on Jonathan Allen than I am. Mm -hmm. But I'm with you in that Jonathan Allen talks a lot. He says a lot. He does this a lot. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here 
on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. And nothing happens. Nobody listens. Nobody listens. Nobody cares. Nobody pays attention. Nobody does anything different. Right? So you need somebody to galvanize yep. a locker room. That often has to come from inside the locker room because coaches don't go into the locker it, room. It, but you need leaders on different levels. Like Adam Peters doesn't is a, have to be the best player either. Right? No, you're right. Josh Harris and his group are leaders in a different level. Right. Adam Peters, leader, visionary on a different level. The head coach and the coaching staff. Leaders on a different level. There's four elements, four rings of leadership in the National Football League. And guess what? The commanders, they didn't have any of that for the most part last year. And there's a story right now. They didn't have any of that. Because Josh and his group were just getting their feet wet and just learning what they inherited in late July, right? So that's not a criticism to them. He said, Adam Peters, in another cut yesterday, he goes, there's a lot of people walking around this building that are good people. I just met them today. Now, I don't know how he determines good people other than I'm sure they're really nice, and they are. There are good people. Now, he's also talking to Tim Gribble, he, you know, who runs the college draft. He's talking to the pro scouts. He's talking to guys like that. I don't even know everybody uh, anymore. But he's talking about good people. But he said, you know what? They need leadership. They need somebody to take the bull by the horns and just say, this is the way we're going to go. But again, it doesn't guarantee success by any stretch. More importantly, I what I am tired of and what I was so happy to hear, again, is if you believe what you hear, again, leadership, yes, vision, yes, and more importantly, hopefully, one direction swimming upstream. One direction as opposed to flip-flopping, wishy-washy, all over the place. Well, one year we're going to go with the veteran quarterback. The next year we're going to go with a fifth-round rookie. The next year we're going to trade for the chief veteran uh, rookie quarterback. All of that stuff. Like there were, As we know, Ben Stanek did some reporting on this. There were people inside the building that said what Ron cared about most was winning the press conferences. No more! No more. That's why I'm even hesitant to be sitting here saluting Adam Peters for winning a press conference because you know what winning press conferences get you, Linnell? Absolutely diddly poo. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. My, there's a story right now in the New York Post. I don't know if you caught it. You remember about this time last year, the way folks were singing the praises of one Brian Dable with the New York Giants? Oh, yeah. That's another thing, too, right? It's one thing to be able to be a good leader when things are going well. I want to know how you lead when bleep hits the fan. And bleep has hit the fan with the New York Giants. There is a expose piece out there that the New York Post and folks at SNY did. I don't know if you've caught wind of this. Oh, I, it is ludicrous. I've, I mean, I've seen a bunch of Ludicrous what's yeah. going on. Yeah. And we praised Brian Dable, offensive mind, yep. was able to work with the quarterback. But as soon as adversity hit Brian Dable, Brian Dable didn't know what the hell to do. You know, I, we got to get into we that gotta story. Take, we got to take a break. I, well, I can obviously, see that situation yeah. happening well, here if you don't get the right guy. Well, that's the thing, right? You, you got to get the right guy. What you want is a tough, visionary leader and a leader of men. What you don't want is a beep. Yes. 
That's what a you don't want. Wagon. Who treats people, his fellow coaches yeah, too, like garbage. Like garbage. Yeah. That's going to be an interesting element of this. More from Adam Peters. More on what we think was the best thing yeah. uh, that came out. Of, and what also was not asked. And what was maybe the thing that rubbed us the wrong way. Plus your phone calls at 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980 on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, along with uh, my guy, Linnell Willingham, at Nell underscore BTP on social media. BTP, of course, standing for big time player, big time performer. Sure. That's what he is. (laughs) Well, listen, I mean, it could be worse, right? I could. (laughs) You know. I already know where you were going with that. Okay. I don't think you'd do that. Right. Maybe exactly. if it was Doc Walker. Or yeah, well, you know, Doc likes to Doc likes to yeah. throw you under an 18-wheeler a time or two. Yeah. I mean It builds know. character, people. Exactly. It, builds character. It, it toughens you up. Doc, you know, Doc needed someone else to raise and cultivate and, exactly. and, and shape and, and form, and, and he keeps you on your Doc's toes. A, Doc's a hell of a man. man. Uh, he's, he's, he's an icon. He's he a, he's a legend, no doubt about it. Uh, it was good to be with him. Uh yesterday, it's good to be with you today. 301-230-0980-301-230-0980. Um, that wasn't, you know, the only mm-hmm. thing uh, that we liked out of Adam Peters. I mean, again, we, we could sit here and talk about leadership in a lot of different ways. The thing that I, I, I if he was telling the truth, and I, I, I don't want to say I don't believe him. I don't want to say I don't know if he's telling the truth, but I'm, I, I'm prefacing it by saying, if he's telling the truth. Yeah, he's telling the truth, Rooster. Where he's not sitting here saying, I have to hire an offensive coach and only an offensive first-time young coach. Like, that is the opposite of what he said. Yeah. Okay? Now, I'm not going to sit here and say, when he hires Ben Johnson or Bobby Slowick, oh, you're a liar. You said you weren't going to do that no. because we don't know the process. But what I am hopeful for, what I am – Trying to get myself to believe in and buy in, Linnell, is that he truly is open and he's not locked in on one specific candidate, one potential target, one style, one philosophy, one way of doing things. And it's not just one name. It's one philosophy. It's one style. It's one belief that you have to do it this way because that's what most people are doing and therefore most people are having success with it not everybody hence arthur smith in atlanta others that have come and gone and failed like cliff kingsbury and arizona and so on and so forth not everybody is having Brian success Dable with the giants brian D- well i mean he's still he's there on his way out he, but he's I on his way out yeah you heard it here first folks brian Dable will be fired next year i guarantee you. I, I can't tell you you're crazy for that uh, it's it is going haywire yeah, because you can't treat people no. like 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 here here's, and that's something that you it, that's a label 
stress that you don't want to get put on you right. because it then becomes so hard for you to shake that. Right. Here's the th- here's the thing that it struck me. Like Eric Bieniemy, the players on this yeah. team were were soft as vanilla ice cream on a sun, sun hot summer Sunday. He changed the practice. The meeting's too hard. Eric Bieniemy, I highly doubt, is going into somebody's ear or face right. on the sideline in a meeting room or whatever and going, you bleep, 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 you know, whatever. He's a respectful now, guy. he might be like, do it again, do it again, yeah. Pract- you know, get it right, right. Uh, you know, get, come on, let's, let's bleep just, and do it, yeah. you know, whatever. I've seen that. You've seen that. We've heard it. We know it happens. It happens everywhere in the NFL. It happens in college football. It happens in every sport. You go inside an NHL locker room. What do you think? They're uh, playing uh, uh, Twinkle Toes? (laughs) I mean, they're cursing left and right. Right? It happens. But there's a way to talk to people, and then there's a way to lead, and there's a way to galvanize. And that's going to be really important about getting the head coach here is leadership and galvanization and vision and being on the same accord and going in the same direction as we keep talking about without tr- and, and being tough but firm and fair and not coddling people and not treating them, but also not treating them like they're still wearing diapers, quite honestly, even if they soil their pants. I think the last part of what you said is most important to me, and we'll play a cut here in a second uh, that Matt has. Being aligned to me is the most important thing. I think that prevents – the relationship from souring down the road because everyone's already got the same football ideologies. Mm-hmm. That's what I think Adam and Josh were talking about yesterday at the podium. Head coach, GM, and owner being aligned. Those three being in unison is the start, is the foundation of a championship caliber organization and culture. You got to have your top leaders aligned. And I think players like Jahan Dotson and Terry McLaurin talked about that and their end-of-season media availability. They didn't feel like there was an alignment from the top when they first got here. Now Josh is here, obviously, putting his fingerprints on things, but clearly he wasn't in alignment with Mm -hmm. Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera, or they'd Mm -hmm. still be employed. I know Martin is for the time being, but we'll see how that goes. There's a cut that he uh, Adam was asked about quarterback yesterday. Right. And I think his answer to that question shows just how important that organizational alignment is. Quarterback, just like all the positions, we're going to sit down and evaluate. And that process will start once we hire the head coach and his staff. And we're going to do that collaboratively with the head coach, his staff, the personnel department, R&D, analytics, and come up with our evaluations for all that before we move forward. All right. So there's nothing earth shattering or shocking about that. But what he's basically saying is, I, you know, I haven't determined who the number two pick is. I haven't determined whether... Sam Howell is the starter right. or a backup or not worthy of being on the roster or Jacoby Brissett or anything because it's a collaborative vision. Right. And somehow, right. some way, the people that he hires or the head coach that he hires and therefore the head coach who he hires as his top assistants all have to figure out a way, somehow, some way, to get on the same page. And you've alluded to this before. Mm-hmm. Maybe. And the results seem to kind of be proof in the pudding style. Maybe there wasn't that collaboration. Maybe there wasn't that same unified vision for Sam Howell, Eric Bieniemy, Ron Rivera, so on and so forth. We'll get more on the quarterback. 
Let's take a quick time out. Trending alert. We'll get to your calls. 301-230-0980 on the Ace Law listener lines and a rec. Ace Law, I hope you get a check. Call them at 8888-ACE-LAW. Stop driving like maniacs. I saw a couple of you out here uh, this morning just blowing past me. Uh, there's a lot of ice on the ground, people. Be careful. Don't cause any problems. Speaking of problems, a couple of uh, really kind of troubling stories in the world of sports right here, right now. All right, so we heard about this last week. Colts owner Jim Irsay was in the hospital. Well, apparently, uh, according to TMZ and citing Carmel, Indiana police documents, Irsay, the Colts owner, who, of course, was instrumental in helping the NFL get rid of Dan Snyder, was found unresponsive and struggling to breathe before being transported to a hospital by paramedics last month. The report uh, stated an emergency call from somebody in the home uh, and said that Ursay, the Colts owner, had a blue skin tone. Uh, he is uh, recovering. He's re- he received a dose of Narcan, a medicine that quickly reverses an opioid overdose. So stay tuned for details on that one. Meanwhile, uh, from the Golden State Warriors in the NBA, assistant coach to Steve Kerr, Dejan Milojovic, has been hospitalized after having a sudden and serious what they're calling health issue at a restaurant in Salt Lake City on Tuesday night. The 46-year-old was with the team, and now the NBA has announced that tonight's game uh, against the Utah Jazz has been canceled uh, because of a quote-unquote medical emergency in the Warriors family. So certainly we wish uh, the very best there, and that's what's trending. All right, good to have you with us. One thirty-seven on a Wednesday afternoon in the nation's capital and beyond, along with Ludell Willie, the youngest in charge. Somebody, uh, Matthew Martin, noble Matthew Martin, <laughs> said, "How old is Nell? Twelve? Baby face, bleepity bleep." He bleepity bleeped afterwards. Yeah, I mean, it was with a Noble's, bunch of smiles. Noble's, Noble's my guy. No, a bunch of smiling, laughing faces Noble's or whatever. He was he was just making a joke. Basically, he was saying, "You are youngin. You are the youngest in charge." You, you, I now, am. Now listen, you're 26. You bring in your shea butter. You know, yeah. uh, you, you you talk about you know your haircut, how you're in the barber, and then you get mad at me when I say you got no hair, all that stuff. The video I mean, that we posted clearly showed that hair. I don't think you look. Not that I spend a lot of time analyzing how you look. Mm-hmm. I don't think you look that young. Really? I mean, I think you look age appropriate. I mean, if I if I didn't know you, you would think and I if I had never heard you, yeah, I'd probably guess somewhere between twenty five and twenty eight, somewhere in that range. Go ahead, so I'd go. all over me then. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit younger, but I don't think you look 12. Do you think you look 12? I hope I look 12. No, you don't want to look 12. No, you do. That's not how Anyone you're going to get the- That's not how you're going to get the ladies. Depends Nobody wants to look like a 12-year-old. Depends on what type of lady you're looking for, Chris Russell. <laughs> wow. I mean, listen. I got student loans I need to get paid. I got rent that needs to get paid. Next lo- thing you know, he calls the chicken police on me. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm looking for a sugar mama, Chris Russell. <laughs> basically what basically what Linnell is trying to say. 
If there's anybody out there, is he 30, 39 and older is my, my preference. He he's he's not looking for a sugar daddy, but he's looking for a sugar mama. Ow. A li- but not a, but not a lady of the night. Mm-mm. Not one illicitly Mm-mm. performing activities, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. just one that's got a ton of money yes. and is looking for the youngest in charge. I'm not hard to find, baby. In a different way. I'm not hard to find. <laughs> you, you know where I'll be at least every Wednesday. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right, before we get to the calls at 301-230-0980, on the Ace Law listener lines, uh, Matty played the quarterback cut. Again, I don't think Adam Peter said anything like, that he shouldn't have said anything tremendous that was, oh, my God, mind-blowing. He basically says, look, and and this is what he essentially said also about the number two overall pick, the quarterback. We all know mm-hmm. how important these are and how intertwined they're going to be, and for four months we are going to have nonstop speculation. <laughs> yeah. Or is it four months? I guess it's about three uh, now. Well, yeah, three and a half months, whatever it is. We're going to have nonstop speculation that with the number two overall pick, they're going to take one of these three quarterbacks. Okay. And that's fine. That's just what world we live in. And that's good. And that's fun. And that's healthy. And all that. Maybe stuff. four by the time Perhaps. next week rolls around. Okay. Perhaps. But yeah. But my point, I guess, in, in, in bringing that up, I don't know if we should be, I don't know if we should be patting him on the back and saying, hey, man, um, you know, you, you should have. You said the right thing, which was yeah. that it was a it's going to be a collaborative effort as opposed to like I would have been more concerned, quite honestly, if he would have said, guys, 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 no. if I have the number two overall pick, I don't care what the heck, you know, I, I'm the guy in charge. I'm the bleeping guy. I'm the <laughs> one that looked at the no, I'm just just teasing. Uh, well, no, he actually is going to be the guy looking but, at the analytics. But, but he, <laughs> well, yes, but he's got the ultimate say. He I'm knows he's got guy. the what? What was that, Ron? I'm the f-ing guy. Wait, what? Wh- what happened, Ron? I'm the f-ing guy. Yeah. Uh, that, that's not was, what was I that... envisioned Adam Peters saying. No. Nor did is that what he's. I would have had a bigger issue if he would have said, "I'm the guy that's making the decision. It all rests on me." Instead, Maybe. basically, he's saying, essentially, it's a collaborative decision. And again, this is all about swimming upstream in the same direction with the same mantra, with the same philosophy and the same belief, which is harder than it seems. But that's the way this is going to be successful. That's the way it's going to work. Right? I mean, if we think Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch and Adam Peters were all splintered on Trey Lance, even though they screwed up, even though they made a mistake, if we think... Two of them were dead set against taking them, but Kyle Shanahan, who has all the power, who has most of the power in San Francisco, was like, nope, we're doing this, we're doing this. No, no, that's not the way it works. Even when you have ultimate control. So I was happy to see, again, I don't think he said anything crazy or anything surprising or shocking that it's basically going to be a collaborative effort and he doesn't know. It's more about what he didn't say and how he didn't act, I guess, that stood out to me in, in terms of that that particular audio that we heard just before the bottom of the hour. Is that fair? Yeah, 100%. Did, okay. did we play the audio? Yeah, we did, right right before the break. We haven't we, we done play the uh, second overall pick. Oh, we didn't play that audio. No. I thought you were talking about the, the well, audio that we played about the quarterback and, position right before. And I think the audio about being collaborative, I think he was very poignant in bringing that up because say what you want 
there was not universal, excuse me, universal collaboration on the decision to trade up for Trey Lance in San Francisco. So I think him do we harping know, do so we much. Do we know that? Texted with a guy in San Francisco who's right. been on all of our airways, right. Matt Barrows, right. and he said it's the biggest, the greatest myth in Southern California. They say as to who made to who ultimately made the decision. decision. Well, I don't think it I was mean, a collaborative decision. Well, but we don't know that. We we don't know that. And and if and, it was, if it was a collaborative decision, I have a huge, huge, huge question mark about his ability to select the quarterback okay. position. So so let me put that out there. Well, okay. So I, any, the, Trey Lance from the get-go was a horrible idea. Understood. Anyone who followed the quarterback position leading up to the draft to to give the keys to the franchise to a kid that hadn't played in over a year Understood. is ludicrous. But he, here's here's where I'm at on this. Okay, and I said this on Friday when Adam Peters was hired. Uh you weren't here obviously with me on that show. I said, "Look, from what I understand, yeah, and, it was. And, the, and oh, that's right. You were yeah, in the was. three o'clock hour, but yeah. maybe maybe we didn't talk about this. From what I understand, Kyle Shanahan was and is still the man that stirs the drink in yeah. San Francisco. John Lynch was brought in to be a friendly face, to you know work in concert, like to, a football version of Jason Wright. Exactly. <laughs> That doesn't mean John Lynch is crunching all the t- – it doesn't mean he's not. Right. But it doesn't mean John Lynch is what Adam Peters is going to be here, okay? And Adam Peters was running the college draft in San Francisco. And what I mean – and why I say – like, like I'm not going to sit here and tell everybody that Adam Peters had nothing to do with the decision to A, move up, and B – Draft Trey Lance because they could have easily taken Mac Jones. They could have taken. Wasn't there another quarterback that went? Be uh, just was that Zach Justin? Uh, that Zach well, Zach Wilson went second. Yeah, right. Justin Fields went nine, I think. Uh, Fields, I think, went eleven. So 11, it was Fields. Yeah. It was Fields, and then Mac Jones, right? That went eleven and nineteen, if memory serves me correct. But I guess what I'm trying to say is it's hard for me to fathom with what I know about Adam Peters in San Francisco. Maybe I'm being lied to and misled that Adam Peters had significant say, significant input. But Chris, now, did he have bottom line control? Chris, of course not. Let me let me let me dispel this for you. because I think you're missing a key point. We know this. He has been running their college draft since 2017. Right. If he had anywhere close to a first round grade on Trey Lance. I'm questioning how he views the position. Well, yes. It had to be well, a concert. Right, but, because but, but to but select a guy that high, he yes. would have had to be very high on Adam's board. Right, but that's, that's, what a, that's what I'm trying to get yeah. at, which is to say it's all Kyle's fault yeah. and nothing to do with Adam Peters. I think it's wrong. Now, that doesn't mean that Adam Peters can't evaluate quarterbacks. It means he was wrong Purdy, on right? this evaluation Correct. and on this decision. But as you point out, and this is what I pointed out on Friday, was as bad as they were off on Trey Lance for multiple mm-hmm. reasons. A, he couldn't stay on the field. B, he was raw as you know what. C, whatever. And he's not even active for the Cowboys. No. Not that that's a surprise with Dak Prescott and Cooper Rush. But my point being is we have to say Adam Peters was part of and maybe a huge part of the Trey Lance decision. But – while Brian Greasy generally gets credit for discovering Brock Purdy, and while that might be true, 
there's no chance that Adam Peters shouldn't get some credit or some belief in his ability to find a hidden gem for Bra- I'm sorry, I'm not doing that. I'm not. No, no, I'm not saying. Not, well, well, it, yeah. just because it was a bad decision, it's Adam Peters' fault, and a great decision wasn't Adam Peters' That's credit. That's not realistic. Or right. vice versa. That oh, I can't stain Adam Peters with the Trey Lance decision. That's all, Kyle. And yet he gets credit for the Brock Purdy because that's not how it works. No, it's not. Again, input is different than bottom line decision making. And again, just because you're in charge of a draft, like Tim Gribble is in charge of the draft and has been in charge of the draft here in Washington since Kyle Smith got a promotion. And then, of course, even after Kyle Smith left. Just because Jim uh, 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 Tim Gribble is in charge of the draft doesn't mean he's making the bottom line decision. But to say that he doesn't have significant input, not control, input is wrong. And the thing that I would say about Peters grabbing Brock Purdy, I don't think it. I think it speaks to his ability to find late round talent that it does the quarterback evaluation. Because I think there's been a track record of him hitting on day two and day three guys. Absolutely. This time it happened to be a quarterback. But you look at the other quarterbacks that they drafted while in San Francisco, and you look at the quarterbacks that Adam Peters played a part in drafting in Denver. Mm-hmm. There are some concerns. I mean, if you think about it, right? With Brock, Brock Osweiler. Osweiler uh, uh, Paxton Lynch. Paxton Lynch. Uh, who was the other Come stiff on. Uh, that, they, that they had? Osweiler, Lynch. I'm there was blanking. another. There was another stiff, draft- a big, tall dude. Like they drafted nothing. Did he draft but- Drew Locke? Uh, was, was Drew Locke? No, no, no. Drew, Drew Locke, Locke was, was after 19 that. Nineteen. But 18? I think there was another big stiff that was in Denver. Whether they drafted Paxton him Lynch, or whether they Brock signed Osweiler. definitely those two. Listen, they, I, I, I think we've kind of stumbled across something here. Yeah. And, and it was what I was trying to get at on Friday. You are going to get evaluations wrong, no matter how smart you are, no matter how talented you are, what have you. But this was the mantra of Friday, which was you can make mistakes even at the quarterback position and even at the top of the draft. Uh. You can make mistakes if, if you are really good at what Adam Peters' track record says right. he is, they are really good at, which is exactly what you brought up, yeah. George Kittle in the fifth round. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon Ayuk was a second rounder. Dre Greenlaw. Dre Greenlaw was a fourth, fourth rounder, rounder, I yeah. think. Uh, Fred Werner was a third rounder. Hufanaga, or whatever the hell his name Hufunga. was. The, the, Hufunga was a sixth rounder. Brock Purdy, obviously, a seventh rounder, and so on and so forth. DJ you, Jones, sixth you rounder. You can make mistakes at the top of the draft and even with the quarterback if you can overcome them. The problem is when you can't overcome them. Right. If you can't find those diamonds in the rough. And listen, we all know quarterback is the tough position, toughest position in sports to evaluate, even for the guys that are professionals. Never mind us on the radio or media or or fanboys who who sit in a, a film lab in mommy's film lab and break down all the clips and never look at any of the bad stuff. All of that, it is the hardest position to evaluate. So I'm not going to indict Josh P, uh, Adam Peters for maybe getting uh, not only. Um, Trey Lance wrong in, in whatever form or fashion that he did. I'm not going to hold that against him, other than I'm going to say that's part of the narrative, right? And no, it is. But, and but you'll going get back negative. to his time in Denver and I'll, so on yeah. and so forth. Because a little teaser for you Friday night overtime, that's what I'm leading with. Because I think it's something that 
in this profession, we are paid to cover all angles. I'm not paid to John Allen kiss ass, you guys. I want to leave no stone unturned when talking about who's being brought into this organization. As much as we can pump them up, we got to look at the other side as well. And I'm going to say it here first, and I'll do it again later with Craig Hoffman. I have concern about how he looks at quarterback. I have concerns about his ability to evaluate that position based I, off the track record. I think that's all fair. But people are going to say, oh, well, no, you're a hater. You're a contrarian. Why do you want to get angry at everything? No, the track record is not well, good. For, first not. of all, stop listening to fans that think help. you're just a hater and whatever, because I've been doing that for you know years and years and years since Twitter came along. And they, you know, I, not that everyone that disagrees with me sucks, but most of them suck, quite honestly. Uh, we got to take a timeout. 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Quick turn to 2 o'clock right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at 4. Donchich. The step back 3. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Odyssey celebrates the class of 2024, brought to you by T Mobile. You can count on T Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 